Of Wildey and Tausch begins now, and even though Jesse is on assignment, Tausch, he did find time, uh, the goodness of his little old heart, to post our question to his little fiefdom Facebook. Mm-hmm. After seeing how the Super Bowl and conference championship games played out, do you? legitimately believe the Packers could have won a title last night had they defeated the 49ers. Now, again, me? Mm, Not a huge fan of this discussion because I feel like this is ground that we've covered a lot, and I'm happy that you finally have come around or whenever you came around. I don't want to mischaracterize your position. But these all, almost all NFL games, unless you're giving up a 70-burger or a 63-burger and getting yourself fired, they come down to a handful of plays. And the teams that win are the ones that make the crucial plays, and the ones that lose are the ones that fail to do so. Am I wrong about that? No, you're right about that, but... Uh... And in the NFC Divisional Playoff round, the Green Bay Packers had two interceptions that they dropped. They had their kicker miss a very makeable field goal. Now, Jake Moody had one blocked yesterday, an extra point uh, that he had not missed one all season. He missed his share of field goals, but he hit a couple of big 50-yard field goals. Um, They had their quarterback throw late over the middle, off balance into triple coverage to a guy who tore his Achilles running onto the field in Dre Greenlaw yesterday. So they didn't make the plays when the game was on the line, which has been my issue with this narrative the whole time. But yeah, I but get it. There's always degrees to that. We all understand that a couple of plays here and there make a difference, and if you don't win them, you typically will get beat. But in that case, it just felt like it was more than that, and you simplified it. And you know what? You're not a fan. You don't care. You don't have a. Uh, you know, you don't necessarily care one way or the other. So you're going to be less rational about it. I have some irrationality about uh, irrationality about myself. I've learned over the years that I'm not always the most rational, and sometimes you need someone to kind of slap you in the face and say, "Hey, you're not being rational." And sometimes I don't that care. My job? I want to be irrational. Sometimes. I'll let you know when uh, when that's the case. But the the irrationality is part of being a fan. But this Green Bay Packer team is going to look back at this. And they moved on. You know, Jordan Love is doing his press. And he seems to be in a great spot. He's telling Micah Parsons, basically, we're going to run the ball down your throat. And he's, oh, <laughs> it, it, there's the, there is the lost opportunity. My thing was... I just saw that San Fran was playing tight. They didn't they didn't execute at a high level and we they were there to be beaten and we didn't take advantage. I'm not saying San Francisco didn't deserve to be in the Super Bowl. They earned it and they earned the loss last night because they played, you know, they didn't I guess strategize and do everything they needed the right way and when push comes to shove, the best players usually win those games. That's what happened last night. And the Kansas City Chiefs are a very deserving world champion because of it. All right. So I think there's plenty of responses in Jesse's little fiefdom of Facebook of people agreeing that, yeah, they could have won the Super Bowl. Yeah, da 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 But 
there's three responses that I wanted to get to from dissenters. And I want you to critique their arguments to you because you were a believer. Irrational though it may have been, okay? Uh, Again, the question was specifically, after seeing how the Super Bowl and Conference Championship games played out, do you legitimately believe the Packers could have won a title last night had they defeated the 49ers? So first, Dan. No, not yet. Defense wins championships. If our defense can successfully adapt to the new scheme, next year could be really fun. Where a player or two short, an inside linebacker, and a healthy corner would be the missing pieces. Combine this with an offense that will have another year under their belt, and I like our chances. Our division will be fun to watch. But Dan's answer was no. No. Agree or disagree with his response? No, no, I mean I, I understand. I think you and Dan are basically saying the same thing. And we are the fact that this team was, you know, way ahead of schedule from what I think Goody, LaFleur, myself, everybody that likes the Packers probably felt like, man, what a you know, what a run. But now you're in a position with San Francisco gonna be fighting this, we gotta make the climb again. Uh, and to get in this position to potentially get your heart ripped out. That's going to be a long slog. Green Bay is going to be going into this hungry and incredibly motivated about a potential mm-hmm. opportunity that slithered through their fingers, but they're young. They're, it's just it's what I said a week or two ago in the fact that this team is positioned in as good of a spot as you could imagine, especially in the NFC. As long as Jordan Love continues on the progression that he is, the future is so bright for this team, and it feels like all of your major contenders that were in the way this year are mm-hmm. going to be very flawed and a lot of baggage. The Cowboys got a coach that's on the last year of his deal. They got a quarterback they don't know what they're doing with. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia is in a free fall. And, you know, it. the Detroit Lions – have some scars they're dealing with, but Detroit's going to be a tough out. They got to figure out what they're going to do with Jared Goff. Green Bay's got some stuff to do, but the Packers are in a position that they built it and it's come around so quickly that their window is wide open to make a push. All right. So now I want to read Mike's response. Mike says, I don't see Anders making Anders making those long field goals. 49ers had an extra point blocked. Mistakes on special teams. That unit would have cost us, meaning the Packers. I have to admit, I have been a Rich Basaccia guy, but the special teams were nothing special at all this season. In fact, they dropped again from 22nd in Rich Basaccia's first year to 29th out of 32 teams this past season in the Rick Goslin rankings. I noticed that Rich was dismissive of those because the rating wasn't very high. Uh, Tausch, do you think the special teams were good enough to get the job done in a Super Bowl? No, and if you look back, the play of the game last night was that fumbled punt, and that wasn't really a fumbled punt. It hit off old boy, and uh, yep. McCray actually did a really mm-hmm. good job of trying to chase the ball. Now he unfortunately for San Fran missed it, and that play swung the game. So it did. special teams, the the gunners, uh, what does Basaccia call them again? I don't want to insult anybody. Flyers. He calls them flyers. Whatever, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was the case where – 
I mean, there was a point where that kid just continued to make plays. The special teams looked really sharp last night. Kansas City has a kicker that they unconditionally trust. They punted it well. And those little things always end up adding up. And I think for the Packers, they have not gotten that fixed to the point where they would trust. Can they bust a long kick? Yeah, Keyshawn Nixon can do that. But are they going to consistently be where they need to be to win these tight football games like the Patriots and like the Kansas City Chiefs have? The answer has been no. And if really, if you want to look at some of the most debilitating, crushing losses, San Fran in 2012, that, that whole muffed punt spurred that whole thing. Everybody talks about Cameron yeah. running over him and fair, very fair. But that play turned the tide of that football game. Then you want to look at you know missing kicks, the missed kick this year. And obviously the onside kick with Bostic. All of those little things, all of the other mistakes in those games are completely offset if you execute that. So special teams has always been a big component, and I think Green Bay has always been kind of on the downswing when it comes to not being where they need to be to win these tight football games. All right, one more, or actually two, that I'm going to combine. Keith says, no, not with Andy Reid getting two weeks to scheme against Joe Barry's defense. It would not have been as close of a game. And Andrew says, absolutely not. Huge difference between San Francisco's and Green Bay defenses. Uh, So laying the whether or not they could have won a title at Joe Barry's feet. And again, Joe Barry's defense was good against Patrick Mahomes on December 3rd. Uh, February 11th, maybe not quite as good. What do you think? Joe Barry's gone. We can sit and rehash all that, and that he was the scapegoat. And now we're going to have a whole new operation. It will be fun to see how that shakes out with the talent that we have, and you'll get a good picture of if you want to blame things, which, again, we do a ton of and fans want to, which I love. Uh, yeah. But Kansas City, Andy Reid, that play that they schemed up on fourth and one yesterday, what they did to score the touchdown on a play that they ran against this team in the Super Bowl four years ago, you have to tip your cap to him. He has figured it out and he's kept a a veteran team. You know, their roster management has made it build where they are always going to be hungry. And that's a hard thing, stacking successes and all the stuff that we talk a ton about. So it is imperative that this group and this is why you've heard it from Goody and from Matt LaFleur they if they think they've arrived at all shame on them and I think you're hearing that you're seeing that that's been a huge focal point for this team for this offseason because what they did last year while it was super impressive that was not good enough to win a championship and those finer details are what Kansas City figured out last night whether it was you know, not having the critical turnover on a special teams, making their kicks, and then also understanding management of the end of an overtime in a game, that's what won this football game. And if they didn't, we'd be talking about San Francisco, and is this the start of them? And Kansas City, well, they've been there, they've won two, and instead, you're crowning people today. The legacy part. And the Green Bay Packers are in a position where they can start building and building and hopefully going to be the foil in this Pat Mahomes coronation tour because we've seen it already. Granted, it was at home in December, but I don't think anybody's overly concerned. If Jordan Love continues to progress, I think there's a lot of excitement about what this program can do. To me, at this point, trying to blame Rich Passaccia and the special teams or even the Green Bay Packers defense feels like a 
cop-out. The 2023 Green Bay Packers were not good enough, were not consistent enough, and not experienced enough to play the near-flawless football required to win a Super Bowl. It just seems like we're trying to find excuses for, like, it wasn't this team's year, and we all know that going into it. Like, what makes you think... That many rookies in second years player? Yeah, they they got close, man. But guess why they lost? They weren't good enough. They weren't experienced enough. They didn't have what it took. They didn't, like, it was all there. We saw it play out. We saw what was happening against the Lions. Hey, Joshy, because their safety dropped a pick six, because Keyshawn Nixon dropped an interception, any of those things go that way, they win the game. Yeah, and Jordan Love throws a football across the middle of the field to no one in particular. Because then he wouldn't have had to. He wouldn't have had to do that. He felt like he had to. Yes, he's not. He was, I said this, third quarter, he was not ready for the moment. But the moment would have been a whole different moment had those other things happened, too. Right, so but why would that happen that, the next game? Or against the Kansas City Chiefs? Like it, yeah, they could have played perfect football and beat anybody. That's how the NFL works, because everybody out there is really good. Nobody's arguing that. But, I, but, I'm but that's saying what they the would position, have needed. You don't know that. Did Come Kansas on. City Chiefs play a perfect game last night? They were near perfect. Ah, oh, boy. I, I remember Pacheco fumbling. I remember a yeah. lot of th- three and they outs. They did. They played well. So it wasn't, it wasn't some perfect. They played well. Yes. And you know what? The Green Bay Packers played really well against that same exact team without their best player and beat them at home. Those they, are also facts. They played well until they didn't. The Green Bay Packers. That's the story of the year, and that's the story of a young football team. To me, it's quite simple. Well, there you go. <laughs> that was fun to listen to without <laughs> having to chime in. Thanks, Josh. You're welcome. Uh, Ta- Tausch, uh, there, you can debate till the cows come home. Perfect, not perfect. It was right there, but they didn't make the plays. Well, you can't debate Palo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin because they make the plays in all the moments, and they do it with this crazy, not hyperbolic, best deal Nothing. Nothing hyperbolic is it seems impossible nowadays to get good interest rates on anything. And you got prices going up and and financing. It goes up. Pella found a way to do this incredible deal. And again, Gina sent it. It is the deal of deals. Zero percent interest for 60 months. Imagine having beautiful Pella windows and doors installed, but not having to make a single payment on anything for five years. But hurry up. 0% 0% interest for up to five years only lasts until Feb 23. Pella's expert team installs your round, so order them up today at PellaWI.com. We will play a round of Take It to the Bank, presented by Associated Bank. Next, it's Wildey and Tausch. You're listening to Wildey and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Missed any of the show? Find us on Wisconsin On Demand wherever you get your podcasts. It's free, it's everywhere, and it's for you. But I'm thinking It's time for a change Get out of here Time for a little take it to the bank. 
presented by Associated Bank. And, of course, you know, I got my off-season to-do list. One of them is to sit down with my guy, Ben Sorensen, from Associated Bank, figure out if we need to make some changes to investments or accounts, whatever it might be. And while I don't have Packers checking, they have Packers checking, because as Tausch will tell you, I'm not a fan, but you are a fan. That's why you listen to this show, among other reasons. So if you want to make the switch, make the switch to Associated Bank and sign up for Packers checking again. 10% off of the Packers Pro Shop in-store and online. You get a Packers Debit MasterCard, and you get the best customer service in the industry. They've got the awards to prove it. Go to AssociatedBank.com slash Packers to find out more. Time now to take it to the bank with Associated Bank. Joshy, what do you got for take to the bank presented by Associated Bank? That's why I was stuck there. I got some questions here. I can take them away for you now. Patrick Mahomes is already a top three quarterback of all time. Take Take it it to to the the bank, bank, Tausch. Yeah, no, I take that to the bank. Uh, It's Brady, Montana, him. That's where he's elevated himself, and I thought... You know, one of the funny parts of uh, the whole thing last night was the tweet Troy Aikman said. Why don't yeah. you talk to me when he gets to three? Well, he's there. And now Troy Aikman is looking at it like everybody has to reevaluate how they evaluated Patrick Mahomes' legacy. He's elevated himself. He's top three for sure. So uh, I agree. I am curious. How are we? Is this the is this the best way to evaluate greatness? Because if if we have if we're doing it this way, then do we have to have Terry Bradshaw in the discussion, even though he wasn't near nope. nearly as good as the other three that we just put there? Because if winning is what's going to be the ultimate kind of decider. He's at least in the conversation. I don't think anybody thinks that he belongs in that conversation. No, he's not in that conversation. I think, obviously, he deserves credit for winning four championships with Pittsburgh, but not everything is equal. Uh, That's just not how it is. And when you start looking at his stats and everything else, uh, he deserves a ton of credit, but he's not in the same league as those three. All right. One other question I have. Again, I would take that to the bank, too. But how do we deal with John Elway? Because John Elway has two Super Bowl titles, been to what three other Super Bowls? Was it? Um, I mean, he's top five. He's top five for me. He, he did not appear I, comfortable always, carrying I, I, the to, trophy yesterday. Yeah, why? Why was he? Can anyone explain why? Under, like, why were Larry Zonka and him the twenty fifth? The twenty fifth anniversary of Elway winning. Uh, the second Super Bowl that he won back-to-back, and he was the Super Bowl MVP of that because, remember, Terrell Davis was the MVP of the one the Packers lost to them. But, like, does anybody really think back to Super Bowl thirty-three and think of John Elway? Everyone thinks about him getting hit by Mike Pryor and helicoptering on that scramble, and this one's Mm -hmm. for John, which would have made sense to have him deliver it last year, not this year. Yeah, I we we were all sitting like Larry Zonka. Hey, great fullback, undefeated team, whatever. Uh, but the John Elway component, none of us could get our head wrapped around why that was there, and I still don't know. But John Elway, 
talent-wise, what he did, he's a top five guy in my book. And then what 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 do we do with Peyton Manning? Because he did not win three like Mahomes has. Uh, what do you do with him? Is he the other one in your top five then? Uh, he's a tougher one. He's definitely a top. Uh, I'd have to look uh-huh. through it, but yeah, I uh-huh. think he's in that six, seven. Then you ask, well, where do you put some of these other guys? Where and do you put Favre? Right now, where do you put Rodgers? Yeah, Farvey and Rodgers. And there's a, been a lot of really good quarterbacks lately. Dan Marino is somebody, he had a couple of commercials. I'm, I'm not sure how he, good kudos to Dan and his team. <laughs> Yeah, still staying relevant, doing a ton of fun national Not stuff. Not just isotopes. So I, I don't fully know the Dan Marino, John Elway component to this. Both great players and would carve up uh, today's defenses. There's no doubt. But mm-hmm. you got to win the championships. That's why these games and these moments matter so much because it elevates you from having a really nice career to being all-time. And it's those moments that Pat Mahomes executed last night that puts him there. All right, Joshie, what's next? Take it to the bank. Andy Reid is now on the Mount Rushmore of all-time NFL head coaches. Mm. Yeah, you have to take it to the bank. Um, he's got – he's one – he's going to end up with – probably if he plays – if he coaches another three or four years, he might end up passing Belichick on the all-time wins list. If he coaches five or six more years, and who knows, things change quickly. He's, as you said, 67. He got bully-balled a little bit by Kelsey last night. Um, His run with the Kansas City Chiefs has completely blocked out his lack of being able to get it done in Philly, but still a ton of great success there. Who are you putting ahead of him? You got Belichick, Lombardi, Bill Walsh. There you go. And then I think Andy Reid is probably right there as four. Who else? So the others. Joe Gibbs, I think, would be up there. All right. So the others that you would have to consider would be Joe Gibbs, Chuck Knoll, right, from those legendary Steelers teams, Don Shula, and Bill Parcells. No, Parcells isn't in there. But putting, but by doing it as the Mount Rushmore, which where is Mount Rushmore located? What state is that in again? I don't South Dakota. Dakota. South Dakota. I don't think he has. He doesn't <laughs> have that doesn't. Uh, hot button. Yeah, no, I know. I wanted. To, I was. That worked out exactly as I envisioned it. Because I know he doesn't have the button, so I wanted to see if he would sing it for us. Uh, thank you, Joshie, for your efforts there. So my point is, by having it be a Mount Rushmore, you've only got four slots. We had, we had three and we debated the other uh the third spot on patrick mahomes but we agreed that he gets the third spot now mm-hmm. ahead of manning ahead of aikman ahead of uh bradshaw etc i i don't know if i'm quite ready to give the fourth and now you're right chuck no read chuck no needs it you got four championships we're, we're a championship culture counter chuck no deserves it i'm gonna put chuck in there but Andy Andy Reid, if he continue, I mean, uh, he did a lot of really good things in Philadelphia. He lost the only Super Bowl he went to there, but uh, that, as you well know from firsthand experience, they won a lot of big games in Philadelphia during his time there. Mm-hmm. All right, Josh, you got time for one more. Last one here. Ticket to the bank. The San Francisco 49ers need to look at making a quarterback change to legitimately compete for a Super mm. Bowl title title in the next one to three years. No, not. 
not next year. They have Purdy on a rookie deal that they can't they can't pay him even if they wanted to. Where they're going to have a tough time is are they going to pay him forty million a year? He's proven to be a really good quarterback, and he played a fine game last night. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't make any big plays though when they needed it. Uh, you instead of kicking that field goal, that's where Pat Mahomes makes that play. That's where the big boys do it, and I think Brock Purdy can get better. I think he could probably even figure things out. Uh, Spags had a great plan, and I thought his blitz packages on third down were fantastic last night. They didn't have the answers for that. A lot of times that is eluding the rush and making a play. So I would say Brock Purdy will be their quarterback for next year, and then they're going to have a very difficult decision to figure out if they're going to move forward with a five-year big-time big-boy deal or if they're going to draft and try to find someone else. Because Brock Purdy – has bailed out John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan on their terrible uh, idea of yes. giving up all those picks for Trey Lance. And he has been able to hold that thing together. And I wonder how much they already said that they wanted to bring Tom Brady back this season and have Purdy be Correct. the backup. That tells me a lot about where they think Brock Purdy's at. So I think he's got one year to win it with this group. And then I think San Francisco probably goes through a whole new reload uh, after next season. This all is back to them tampering with Rodgers after the 2020 season. They believe, all these guys that run this offense, believe that they can make it run with guys that aren't uber, uber talented. But Sean McVay inquired about Rodgers and eventually traded for Matthew Stafford. The 49ers obviously had an interest in Rodgers. I don't care what they did. It's great that they got to the Super Bowl. They should, they could, should have won the Super Bowl yesterday with Brock Purdy as their quarterback. I think this is just going to further that belief that, yes, the offense can take you a long way, but somebody special at quarterback, like Patrick Mahomes, takes it that little extra distance. All right, that's it for Take It to the Bank, presented by Associated Bank. We will bid farewell to Tausch, but not before he tells us about Quick Trip. You guys know I love Quick Trip and not being in a Quick Trip state. It's been a tough weekend, but can't wait to get back because you know what? You can get everything, and I mean everything, milk, eggs, butter, bread, all the daily essentials you possibly need at Quick Trip, especially in between those larger shopping trips. They make half the products that they sell right there in Wisconsin, the bread, all the dairy, everything that they do. And it's Monday, rotisserie chicken day. $5.99 $5.99 for a rotisserie chicken. You still have that great bacon deal going on for $2.49. A kitchen cravings 12-ounce pack. That's unheard of. Just like you need another reason to stop at Quick Trip. Looks like we're doing breakfast for dinner this week. How could you possibly love Quick Trip any more than I already do? Stop on in. All of those great deals, plus all those take-home meals that they have. If you just don't have the time to make dinner, you got the mac and cheese. You got that penne. Uh, The spicy penne, it's the best. It'll make your life that much easier. I'll see you next time. I'll see you next time. Tomorrow, safe travels, buddy. Thanks for making time for us. I know you got a lot on your plate today. Thanks. All right, buddy. We'll see you tomorrow. That is the great Mark Tauscher, Packers Hall of Famer. Josh and I will take you home with some whoa, Joshy. And last segment trivia, risky play. We'll do it both next. It's Wilde and Tausch. You're listening to Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and sponsored by American Family Insurance. I fell for the devil's daughter. I jumped in, yeah, I drank the water. Tell me, Tausch, can you fix my brain? Because everyone says I'm insane.
Joshi, are you as sensitive about uh, woe, Joshi, as Alex Strofe is about woe, Strophe? Uh, I don't know exactly what you're referring to, but I can He thinks say- I'm not enthusiastic enough. Yeah. Because no. he's got a clip where he plays woe, Strophe, where I said it that way. Because I was going for the effect. But I generally would say, whoa, Strophe. Or in your case, time now for whoa, Joshy. The guys discuss. Just the other morning, I had breakfast at Tracy Rocker's house. His mama brought out 15 flapjacks. He said, Mama, take back five of them flapjacks. I gotta stay hungry for the Crimson Tide. But if it's not, the show must go on. It's time for Whoa, Nelly! On Wildey and Tausch. All right, I've got one Super Bowl thing I do want to talk about that I don't think we've gotten to yet, uh, and I'm actually I'm pretty confident we did not. Today, hard to keep track. After the Super Bowl is probably to me what would constitute a top five unproductive day for most people who don't work in hmm. the business we do, where we need to be talking about it. Obviously, today. Oops, I turned the music off to Woe Nelly. I'll bring that back here in just a second. Would you rank... You said Woe Nelly to the music. (laughs) Would you power rank Super Bowl Monday as a top five unproductive day in the work calendar for the year? (sighs) Top five. All right, so you're right. This is problematic for us because for us, it is a very productive day. Correct. There's a bevy of things to discuss. Typically in the jobs I worked that weren't in this prior to this... A lot of call-ins, a lot of people nursing a bit of a hangover or just lack of sleep, or mm. a lot of times, if they did come to work, a lot of bathroom trips, because people tend to overeat a little bit on Super Bowl Sunday. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, all right, so first of all, uh, I believe that someone on the panel, uh, no longer on the panel currently, may have been dealing with a lack of sleep and maybe a little bit of a hangover. Uh-huh. Few too many Coors Lights with uh, Josh Sitton, uh, Chad Clifton, and three other teammates who will remain nameless. Apparently, it, it makes it sound uh, like they were almost like obviously they're they're not. So I want to make that clear. But like they're like on the run or criminals. <laughs> like Josh doesn't want to reveal that they maybe were with him. <laughs> right. Like they didn't tell their they told their wives they were going to like a. Youth hockey tournament, yes. instead they're drinking <laughs> beers and watching the Super Bowl together. Uh, but hey, I, he's protecting the, the names have been changed to protect the guilty. But I would think when when holidays land at a challenging time, right? Because the Super Bowl is kind of a national holiday. Uh-huh. Uh, I know that someone else on the panel who also departed, not... Well, it is the same person who suggested we play the Super Bowl on Thursday night. Worst idea. You were not a fan of that idea. No. Why would Why would I want my Friday? It doesn't help me with the day after. The option is Saturday is the Super Bowl, and you get Sunday to recover, or keep yes. it at Sunday, which I would prefer, and then just everyone has Monday off. Would be how about we combine Super Bowl Hangover Monday? And President's Day, which we could expand uh-huh. into not just no mail and the banks being closed, but like everybody has off. 
And that way, you could be recovering. I mean, we'd still do a show. Yep. Like we did on MLK Day because the Packers had a playoff game the day before. But my point is, is there are a lot of people that need recovery today. And some of them are recovering by not by calling in sick. Right. Some of them took took off in advance. Again, I don't work in an office. I didn't watch the office, so I don't appreciate office politics. But there are some probably some pissed off people at work today that are a little hungover themselves that are having to pick up the slack for people who didn't come to work at all. So we could solve all of this. I do not see us ever moving the Super Bowl to Saturday. Don't see it not happening. Yeah. But Super Bowl Sunday is here to stay, so we either need Monday off or it's like, do you have to go to work on December 26th? Do you have to work on Black Friday? Like, those are, again, days that I don't think are probably very productive. Right. And, like, those days, especially Black Friday, because that one wasn't always a holiday and then became one. Like, we just all decided, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, no one's going to work. We had big Thanksgivings. Let's just give us the day off. I guess maybe that's the next step that needs to be just to, yeah, it's basically a holiday around here. Uh, Oh, let me hit my little button here. Whoa, Nelly! Well, Nelly myself. That's quite the setup you've got over there, by the way. That's, yeah. the, we don't usually get to see Jesse's uh-huh. spread because of the camera angle. We get to see all your little buttons and everything. When are you going to add a button for South Dakota's theme song? I mean, I could add it if I had it. I could add it in the next 30 seconds here. I wouldn't be able to talk and conduct well, Nelly as productively mm, okay. as I am. But I'd rather you did that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've got something here. I went to a seafood boil over the weekend. Like a traditional Cajun seafood boil that had shrimp. That and what did what did uh, Tausch call the andouille sausage? Just a couple days ago. Andouille. 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 And uh, shrimp. You had shrimp, crab legs, the andouille, and then the classic potatoes. My question for you is: Are you a seafood person? And if you are, how do you feel about the work? Involved in getting the meat out of like a crab leg, uh-huh. lot, to me it feels like a lot of work for not that much product. Uh, I always think, and again, you're a younger person than me, but I always think of watching uh, a few good men, which Tausch will tell you would not be the same without Jack Nicholson. But the scene where Tom Cruise and Demi Moore go out for crab legs and they're doing the smashing thing, mm-hmm. and she's eating it with a knife. Which yeah. strikes me very dangerous. Uh-huh. Don't think I would recommend that. But I'm I'm with you on crab's legs. They're excellent, delicious if cooked properly, and with the drawn butter. Uh-huh. But a lot of effort, a lot of effort. Not I a actually, fan of the effort. I actually loved the seafood boil with the other stuff because I got my one big crab leg, put in the effort, enjoyed the heck out of it. But there was enough there where it wasn't my full meal. To me, that was like the and this was in the. Way. This was in the greater Milwaukee Metroplex for you? You didn't go down to Nolens or something? No, for this, this was at uh, my girlfriend's parents' house, actually. They hosted, they hosted a seafood bowl? Uh huh. They had the pot going in the garage and everything with all of it there. Like 20, 20 pounds of, of food that was boiled. It was delicious. I loved it. Wow. But I also noticed a lot of people pretty hesitant to go with the crab leg because I think the. Uh, what is, what, what's a good way to... the barbaric Return on investment. And the barbaric nature required to get all your work. Yeah. Like, you got to just get in there. That's the best way mm-hmm. to, to, to do it. Uh, the last thing I have here. Did you follow along at all with the waste management and what happened over the weekend? 
All right. So I saw a, 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 a heavy set fellow uh-huh. uh, on social media uh, diving down a hill, and I saw a little uh-huh. bit more of him than I wanted to. Yep. Uh, perhaps if he was working for Johnson & Sons Paving and he wasn't wearing the right pants like Tausch is going to wear when he does it, I saw a little more of him. Uh, and by the way, Tausch once crashed a seafood boil, I believe, in the Door County yes. area, maybe. Uh-huh. So it's too bad that he missed that discussion. Um, so, I, look, Tausch went to the Phoenix Open last year, right? Uh and had a great old time telling us how hard he worked at it. Yep. With the snake of Coors Light cups and all the other stuff that he accomplished. I did not think it sounded like work to me. No. It is not my cup of tea. Like, asinine behavior is not something that I find entertaining. And it appears that they celebrate acting like a jackass. And that's not my deal. Yeah, I, I want to make one thing clear. This is certainly not uh, our great friends at Waste Management fault. It's the people and the attendees. And what I want to know is if we were to diagnose the issue, because the Waste Management isn't new, the extra crazy behavior of the attendees is the new part. Like, they always drank, they always had fun, it always got pretty crazy, but is it a social media thing or is it just people don't know how to act anymore? No, it's I think it's both, but yeah. I think it's also I want to go viral being a complete jackwagon. Yeah, that's what it seems like to me. Like even the streakers at the Super Bowl. Like what are you doing, man? It's $10,000 a ticket to get in there and you're going to waste your time trying to get on the field? Like what what's the payoff? And 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 the the v- virality of being a streaker at the Super Bowl because there's no real TV coverage of it because they right. always cut away from you. Uh, not probably as valuable to you as the fine you'll be paying and everything else that comes with it. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan, and I, that's why I call it the Phoenix Open because we love our waste management partnership, yep. but yeah, not not a big fan. All right, that's it for Wojashi, and now we need to play trivia to close out the show. And on top of it, you got to call a different number than you're used to. 800-990-3776. 800-990-3776. We will take caller five. Even though Josh, he's got a big old board where he could take like 60 calls. We'll just take caller five. 800-990-3776. 800-990-3776. The category today, thanks to the one contribution that he's making today, from Jesse Nelson is the Super Sports Weekend Recap. Caller 5-800-990-3776. We will play next. It's Wilde and Tausch. You're listening to Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Call Gina Della from Pella at 855-PELLA-WI or visit online at PellaWI.com slash radio. Don't you love it? Don't you love it? No, I ain't happy It is time for last segment of the show trivia. And I got to say, I don't want to be overconfident. I'm confident, not overconfident. Unless Josh is going to play the role of foil, spoiler, and interrupt and cause trouble like Tausch would to try and make my anxiety go up. No interest. I think we've allotted enough time. 
What'd you say? I said I got no interest in making it worse. Uh, I got Thank the opportunity you. to be on this show today, but it is my fifth hour radio, and I'd like to get some lunch and use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the second part of that, more than I needed. All right, let's welcome in our contestant. It is Dan in Brothertown. Dan, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, man. How are you doing? We haven't heard from you in a while. We're happy to have you. I'm sure you're disappointed that Tausch left us. You're stuck with me for all three questions. Are you ready? Just one thing. I know you guys have been giving a lot of love to Jackrabbit Mama. Henceforth, my moniker will be Coyote Dan from Brothertown. What, Dan? Coyote Dan from Brothertown. Coyote. Oh, sure. Are you a South Dakota alum? You bet. Shut no, I'm up! Not. I have a daughter. I have a daughter-in-law who's the head coach there. What? Huh? Yep. Your your yes, daughter-in-law sir. is the head coach of what program at South Dakota? Women's basketball. Wow. Wow. Do they have a camp? Maybe Sid and I will come and have her coach sit up. All right, I'll get that information from you <laughs> off the air. Let's play because now we're starting to squat. Yeah, we're like you when you have the ball late in the first I'm half sorry. and you don't you want to don't you want to use up some time but not all of it. Uh-huh. All right, this will have to be revisited another time. Dan, question one is this: taking place over this weekend as Marquette defeated St. John's. What is the name of the air quotes homecoming inspired event celebrated by, Mar- by Marquette University students, fans, and alumni annually? During the basketball season, do we call it Golden Eagle Fest, National Marquette Day, or Homer's Garage Sale and Cookouts? Uh, uh, although I don't follow Marquette at all, I'll say National Marquette Day. You are correct. You're one for one. All right, question two. Which NBA superstar hit a game-winning three-point shot in the final seconds of a nationally televised game on Saturday night. I have no idea. I was at a gymnastics meet. Was it Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, or Luka Doncic? That was Steph Curry. Indeed it was. Two for two. All right, and finally, question three, Dan. Coyote Dan. Which Coyote Big Dan. Ten <laughs> which Big Ten women's basketball team upset number two Iowa and stopped? Caitlin Clark, eight points shy of breaking the all-time NCAA Division I scoring record. Was it Indiana, Nebraska, or Maryland? That'd be Nebraska. Yeah, and and like the Iowa coach was unhappy about the post game or something I saw on social media. She was supposed to go first or I don't know what it was. Anyway. Uh, She's pretty hot. Yeah, well, she's she's not as much. We don't like her as much as we like the South Dakota women's basketball coach. Am I right? Hey, here's another here's another tidbit for you. The head coach at Nebraska came from the University of South Dakota. Pipeline. It's all about South Dakota. If only we had the music to play today. Dan, you got them all right. You got four entries. Thanks for playing, buddy. We appreciate you. Thanks. Hey, you take care. Love you guys. Be good. All right, that's it for us today. Tausch hopefully will be home safe and sound and not doing the show from an airport tomorrow. Joshy, thanks for filling in, buddy. You're the best. I had a great time. We'll see you next time. All right, go to the bathroom and go get some lunch. That's (laughs) it for us. Have a great day. Take care. Be good.